It's okay to voice your opinions. You know, I want to see some respectful discussion in the comments. If you like the sequel trilogy, it's not hard to have a good dialogue, but it's very easy to hurt people. It's very easy to be mean and rude. And, uh, I, you know, I don't want to be an advocate of that. And I want this channel to be very clean of that stuff. We would be honored if you would join us. And, you know, this is going to be an interesting video. We're going to have some fun. And, you know, let me reiterate because all you little monkey brains out there don't understand that whether you like the sequels or you don't, you like the prequels, originals, whatever, just keep it civil in the comments. We're all friends. Don't be elitist about it. Uh, but at the same time, have your opinions, share your opinions. Um, I'm very encouraging of people having different opinions and freedom of speech, being able to talk. The Ryan Johnson interview is out, and we are going to read it. We're going to react to it. We're going to have some, hopefully, fun with it. This is the one that I was talking about a few days ago that they were doing. This is uh, from Empire themselves. And, yeah, like I said, you know, I was, I was already reading just a few lines, and... I was, this is going to be an interesting video. So uh, before I keep mumbling on, let's just get to it. Ryan Johnson is even more proud of Star Wars The Last Jedi five years on exclusive. If there's a line of dialogue in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi that feels particularly apt, it's one spoken by Luke Skywalker. This is not going to go the way you think. Writer-director Ryan Johnson's middle chapter in the sequel trilogy was a rich, adventurous, mythical tale continuing the stories of Rey, Kylo Ren, Finn, and Poe Dameron. It also dug deep into the soul of Luke Skywalker himself, decades after the triumphant finale of Return of the Jedi. Along the way, it contained all kinds of surprises, developing the threads of The Force Awakens in fresh and unexpected ways. It was another box office smash, pulling in over $1.3 billion worldwide, but it also challenged its audience in ways that some weren't quite prepared for at the time. In a major New Empire interview, Ryan Johnson looks back on The Last Jedi for its fifth anniversary. In five years, guys. Five years since The Last Jedi came out. This channel's been around for only six years. This is, this is pretty much around that time. Reflecting with a few years distance on his episode in the Skywalker Saga, I'm even more proud of it five years on, he says. When I was up at bat, I really swung at the ball, and that he did. The film, he says, is not just a Star Wars movie. It's a movie about Star Wars and what it means to fans, himself included. I think it's impossible for any of us to approach Star Wars without thinking about it as a myth that we were raised with, and how that myth, that story, baked itself into us and affected us, Johnson explains. The ultimate intent was not to strip away, the intent was to get to the basic, fundamental power of myth, and ultimately I hope the film is an affirmation of the power of the myth of Star Wars in our lives. Why is he making a Star Wars film that is supposed to represent Star Wars in our lives, that, that like breaks the fourth wall? It's supposed to continue the story that George wrote. The the wars in the stars. I, I don't understand. What? Why? Why? you Why? Why? Just continue the story of Luke Skywalker. That's all he had to do. Instead, I think he was trying to think of what Star Wars means to the viewer and try to extrapolate on the on the myth that are these characters, which are legendary, instead of just continuing the story. That extends to its controversial depiction of Luke Skywalker as a hermit who's closed himself off from the Force, having sensed darkness in his nephew, Ben Solo, and accidentally pushed him further towards the dark side as Kylo Ren. Yeah, accidentally. Walking up to his bedside and igniting his lightsaber. And like a fleeting shadow, it was gone. No, dude, he's not gonna do that. Like, 
He saw good in his father, who, who did a lot of bad things. Kylo Ren just had, like, some thoughts. And Luke wasn't even sure of those thoughts. And in doing so, actually propelled him further into the dark side to make those thoughts come a reality. But as much as Luke begins the film in a very different place than we left him at the end of the original trilogy, his arc over the course of The Last Jedi ending in his death and the birth of a new Skywalker legend. What do you mean new Skywalker legend? He was already a legend in Return of the Jedi. That was when his legend began. Defeated the Emperor, or so the galaxy thinks. He defeated Darth Vader, so the galaxy thinks. And he was on his route to training with the Force Ghosts and becoming this Grand Master and rebanding the Jedi Order and all the Jedi together again and finding Jedi throughout the galaxy who had survived or Force-sensitive children. This story just completely oversteps all of that and takes him to a place where he's defeated and he needs to become a legend again by trying to overcome his wrongdoings of killing his nephew, trying to kill his nephew, and then showing up as a ghost, as like a hologram, and then dying and the birth of a new skywalker legend sees him become a galactic symbol of hope and rebellion once more bro that's exactly what happened in return of the jedi he was a beacon of hope the guy single-handedly basically for what the the galaxy sees i mean you talk about luke skywalker and it's like oh my god he's the one who basically destroyed the first death star and then he helped kill the emperor and darth vader and then blow up the second death star it's like he was the epitome of hope like, he is the reason the galaxy turned for the better. Like, George had already written that story. All you had to do was just continue that. The final images of the movie, to me, are not deconstructing the myth of Luke Skywalker. They're building it. More like rebuilding it. And they're him embracing it, the director explains. They're him absolutely defying the notion of throw away the past and embracing what actually matters about his... How can he say defying the notion of throwing away the past when he writes him throwing away the past of his lightsaber. Like, he's just, he just created stuff. He's now denying the notion of throwing away the past at the end of the film when he didn't have to write it that way. He already did that in the first three films. Well, four, five, six. And embracing what actually matters about his myth and what's going to inspire the next generation. He already did inspire the next generation. Return of the Jedi. We should have just continued upon that. So for me, the process of stripping away is always an interest in the interest of getting to something essentially that really matters. So, he did try to strip away. He's just completely, he just contradicted himself. So for me, the process of stripping away is always in the interest of getting to something essential that really matters. Something essential that really matters, he could be describing The Last Jedi itself. What? Like, he literally, in the beginning of the film, we were all waiting for Luke, all through episode 7, I mean, for like 35 years, we are waiting for Luke, and then episode 7 comes out, and we just get him at the end for like literally 30 seconds. And then we're waiting for him for two more years. This huge build-up, big marketing campaign. Last Jedi had the best marketing campaign of any Star Wars film besides, I would say, episode 3. Episode 3, I think, was the best. But episode 8 was phenomenal. The music, the trailers, everyone was hyped. This was going to be a super dark Star Wars film. It's going to have a bigger reveal, bigger twist than I Am Your Father. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, the, the bigger twist was that Luke is a hermit little bitch. Tries to kill his nephew and then dies. That was the twist. Great twist. So in this whole article, he's talking about how he doesn't want to strip away things. And then he's literally saying that for me, the process of stripping away is always in the interest of getting to the root of the character. The character had already expressed his root in the first three films. Four, five, and six. He started out as a whiny little... And then in episode five... He was this very impatient student, much like Anakin Skywalker, much like his father, playing the parallels, rhymes, poetic, all that. And then he leaves his training 
and he loses. He gets his butt blasted by Darth Vader <laughs> and his hand yeeted. And then he goes back and he properly trains. Comes back a few years later, Return of the Jedi. Boom, just choking the Gamorrean guards like a boss, walking in there with Jabba. Just mayhem. And you're telling me that guy who learned so much about himself, about his father, goes on to fight Darth Vader, almost kills him, because Darth Vader let him, stops himself after all the terrible things Darth Vader did, stops himself, goes on to defeat the Emperor through love, through his father, because showed his father that love is the only way, and that if you're not going to turn to the light side, and I see the good in you, then I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to die. And nothing, it's not worth it for me. The galaxy, everything, my friends aren't worth it to me. You are worth it to me. And so he goes through all of this stuff. He goes to reband the Jedi Order together. And then in the end, you're telling me that now we have to deconstruct his character. His character was deconstructed from the beginning. You just wrote it in the way that his character now needed to be de deconstructed because you created him as a flawed, extremely flawed character when he already was in episode four and five. Episode six was his completion of no longer being this flawed character in the first stage of his life of becoming a Jedi Knight. Now, there are many other segments after that where he can be super flawed, but never again like the way he was. He'll never go back to being this broken character where he doesn't know where he belongs or he's disillusioned or he's cut off from the force. The force is what saved him and the galaxy and his friends. He would never ever abandon his sister. He would never cower in darkness and retreat to some island somewhere sucking on green titty milk. Like That just doesn't happen. It's not Luke Skywalker. So even here I can see that he's contradicting himself so much. I, I, he, he threw away the lightsaber. It's like, no, well, well why'd, you, why'd you have him throw away the lightsaber? He's saying, oh, I, th there's him, they're him absolutely defying the notion of throw away the past and embracing what actually matters about his myth and what's going to inspire the next generation. He already did that. He already did inspire the next generation. So you're, what are you doing? Like, you're just rewriting a story in a different way, but in a lame way. Read Empire's full The Last Jedi five-year anniversary interview with Ryan Johnson in the Glass, Onion, and Knives Out mystery issue, also featuring a world-exclusive Luke Johnson's new murder mystery. There is still more to read. I didn't know. I thought this was the whole, whole article, but silly me. Of course, they want you to buy copies. So this is just an excerpt. Whether you like The Last Jedi or you don't, whether you like the sequels or you don't, you know, more power to you. But you have to understand one thing. When there's passion with something, people are going to be passionate. I'm extremely passionate about the first six films. Those to me were real Star Wars. Those were real storytelling. And there is something factual that those films are not nearly as divisive as the final three made by Disney. And there's a reason for that. You know, if we had started this entire story with Disney, you know, episode one to nine from Disney's writing, Disney's... Uh, poor planning and their half-baked schemes hiring this director and that writer halfway through where the own actors don't even know who their character is or how to properly act their character because they don't know what their character is really going to end up to be like or what their lineage is like poor Daisy Ridley I mean like so many people gave her so much shit but she didn't know even who Ray was nobody did freaking JJ didn't even know it was handed off Different guys, different teams. Well, are we going to make him a Kenobi? Or a Kenobi? Are we going to make her just a regular person? Oh, your parents are nobodies. Oh, no, you know, you know what? You're a Palpatine. Like, that must be very difficult for someone to deal with, you know, as an actor. And to be berated online. And you can't say, you can't say, like, like yo, like, there is no direction. Like, I don't even know who my character is supposed to be. They were probably getting scripts day of. Like, major script changes. Reshoots. All this and that. And, I mean, I'm sure there's so much stuff being hidden from us. But at the end of the day, it's done now. You know, the sequel trilogy out, is out. It has created so 
much turmoil in the fandom where people love it and people hate it. I myself really don't like it. I don't see it as Star Wars. I see episode one to six as Star Wars. But look, hopefully we get some great stuff going forwards. A lot of the stuff lately has been hit or miss. I think the only thing that really slaps is Mandalorian. Uh, and that's probably because a lot of it isn't, you know, uh, original George IP. It's just themes that they're playing upon. And, you know, they're living in this world. And because it's John and, and Dave. And those guys actually know what the hell they're doing when it comes to Star Wars. But this whole thing, you know, you when you get someone that comes in there and starts to write a story in the middle of a saga about what Star Wars means to him, that already should be a red flag. I mean, that, that's telling you that, okay, this guy is now now making it personal about him. It should be about the story. It should be about not what's making a Star Wars movie. Like, I can't even really process that. The film, he says, is not just a Star Wars movie. It's a movie about Star Wars and what it means to fans. Right, didn't Mark Hamill say, like, we have to think about the fans? And then Ryan was like, no, we have to think about the story. So, I mean, the man is just contradicting himself nonstop. So, like, in the next five years, he's going to say something else completely. And I'm glad that he enjoys his work. But, you know, when you take a doo-doo... And, and you're like, oh, it smells so good. You gotta think a little bit if everyone around you is covering their nose. The guy's basking in his own uh, in his own stuff, and it's like not everyone feels the same, man. Anyways, look. Uh, regardless what you guys think of the sequel trilogy, just be civil with each other. You know, uh, there's enough crap going on in the world. Uh, last thing we need is to be fighting amongst ourselves as Star Wars fans. Yeah, you know, this is like the old Republic of the Sith. <laughs> we're just all we're all killing each other. No, come on, man. It's just, uh, it's okay to voice your opinions. You know, I want to see some respectful discussion in the comments. If you like the sequel trilogy, explain why you like it. You know, don't don't name call. Don't be rude. Don't be mean to people. Just flat out be like, yo, yeah, I didn't like it for this and this and this reason. Maybe try to dispel some people's opinions. And for those who are, feel the opposite way, try to explain your reasons as to why you didn't like it or did like it. it it's not hard to have a good dialogue, but it's very easy to hurt people. It's very easy to be mean and rude. And, uh, I, you know, I don't want to be an advocate of that. And I want this channel to be very clean of that stuff. So, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed my thoughts and uh, me reading the article. Let me know what you think about everything, of course. And when the full thing does come out, I'll I'll get a copy of this, um, of this magazine and uh, see what it has to say for myself. And then uh, we can do another video on it, too. But, anyways, hope you guys have a great day. And I'll see you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always. Thank you.